Well, welcome to the Hawaii Catholic Herald Highlights Podcast. I'm Anna Weaver, the Herald's Associate Editor, and today I'm talking with Eva Andrade, the President of the Hawaii Family Forum and the Hawaii Catholic Conference. That's the correct title, right, Eva? That is, is that? one of my okay. many, many hats. Okay, <laughs> yes. Thanks for joining us. We um, just profiled you in our most recent issue of the Herald, so we wanted to get to talk to you in person as well, so... Thanks. No, it's a pleasure and an honor. I mean, the award-winning Catholic Herald, <laughs> let me just say that so that when your boss, Patrick Downs, is listening, we can say award-winning. That sounds good. Yeah, well, it's a little intimidating because you have a regular podcast, and I am fairly new to this, so bear with me as we go through this. Well, I don't um, think our 36 okay. followers will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to maybe start with you reintroducing yourself in case people didn't read the profile of you. We talked a little bit about how you have a dual role, both with the Catholic Church in public policy and more non-denominational Christian public policy lobbying here. Um, how long have you been doing that again? Yeah, so I've been with the Catholic Conference in one way or another okay. since 1994. And then in 2001, I moved over to the Hawaii Family Forum and then Bishop DiLorenzo decided that there was a way that he could get work out of me and not have me paid by the diocese because Catholics are really good about that. Yes. You know? I always make that joke that you never want to make eye contact with anybody who works for the diocese because it normally means more work for you. That That is very true, yes. Um, and you just got through a bit of a busy season with the elections and part of your job was educating people about voting and you create a voting guide for um, local voters here in Hawaii. Um, is this a time where you get a little break now in the season of Well, you, you would think, right? You okay. would think, okay, we're not in a legislative session and we're not in an election season, so does this mean that you get to rest? And actually, no, what normally happens during any downtime is where you pick up all those articles and research papers and all the stuff you're supposed to be reading so that you can stay up on a lot of the issues. and. You know, I, I don't know about our, our listeners, but I find it very hard to find time to just sit there and read, mm -hmm. especially in this day and age where technology is so big. And if I can't find it on Google or if I can't find it on YouTube, then it bores me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we always like it when you give us legislative updates in the Herald, too, because you sum up current issues pretty succinctly. And I don't know if you think um, in this upcoming legislative session, you anticipate certain issues being um, more at the forefront? Yeah, I, I would think that as always, um, you know, here in Hawaii, because I always remind everybody that we deal with politics very different than a lot of the other states. Um, I think we deal with politics in a good way because of our aloha spirit. I think that you can sit across the table from somebody who disagrees with you and still actually have a decent conversation for the most part. So I would, I would think that with the issues coming up, they're going to be same old, same old. We'll probably see a push for gambling. We'll probably see a push for recreational marijuana legalization. We probably will see something happen on the abortion issue, even though abortion is already legal here in the state and as a blue state that, you know, we were one of the first to legalize abortion. So it's not like there's going to be any big fight in the legislature on the Democratic side. But I would think they'll probably want to enshrine some kind of protections because of the overturn of Roe versus Wade. And actually, our new governor, Josh Green, said that that was going to be one of his first acts, was he's going to do some kind of an administrative order. As soon as he gets into as office? As soon as he gets okay. into office. Very, okay. I mean, this was going to be his first act. So. Okay. We'll see how that pans out. 
He is very focused on affordable housing, though. That is a positive, right? Yeah, that, I think, yeah. you know, Hawaii, again, because we have such a, a positive way that we look at our community, I think that, you know, working on things like the issues of affordable housing and helping people get food when they need it and dealing with issues related to poverty. I mean, we got to give a shout out to St. Francis and Catholic Charities for all their good work on that, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember um, reporting on some of that in the middle of the pandemic um, and how they kind of did wraparound services with food deliveries and were able to reach more people through that. So, um. Well, you know, it's so funny. I, I love to do that. I love to remind people that the, the church is really, really good at having an answer to problem. Like when the abortion um, was legalized here in Hawaii in 1970, Robert Pearson, he right away started the Pearson Foundation um, and opened up pregnancy resource centers because we wanted to have an answer, right? We can't just beat capital saying no to things. We've got to say yes to something. And I think the church is really phenomenal at doing that. Same thing with, with affordable housing. We can be at the capital fighting for an issue, but you've got Catholic Charities and St. Francis and groups like that. Um, Hope Service is doing such good work. Mm -hmm. That's very true. We went into this a little bit in the article about you, of how um, several people said you're really good at bridging that divide, as you said, of being able to sit down with somebody and even though you disagree with them, still be able to have a conversation with them and explain your point and still respect each other. Um, and we talked a little bit about the current times versus before. Do you think there is still hope for people to kind of get back to more of that common ground when we seem to be getting more polarized? That is such a good question, Anna. You know, I have been overwhelmed by negativity from both sides because I think what happens is that people, they get a mindset on how things need to work politically, and then they don't want to talk about anything outside of that. And I think that we're only going to start making a difference if we can be creative and think outside the box. So can we do it? Yes, I think we can, but it's not going to be easy, and it's definitely not going to be something that's going to be met with much applause. Okay. Do you think you were raised in a particular way that allowed you to see more perspectives, whether it was being Catholic or Portuguese or, you know? <laughs> Catholic <what? laughs> and Portuguese. I know it's like being in Hawaii, you all know that, right? Everyone listening who's Catholic, they just, they have that vision of going to their grandma's house and seeing that, you know, corner part in the wall where you have that statue and then you've got the candle and you've got mm -hmm. the rosary and all of that. So I do think that growing up, Catholic and growing up Portuguese. And I think this would be true for somebody who's Filipino or somebody native Hawaiian or Chinese or Japanese. You, you do bring your culture into what you believe. Mm -hmm. And Portuguese people believe that you should absolutely discuss things. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, you remember that movie that My Big Fat Greek, Greek yes. Wedding? Yeah. Did you not, because you're a part Portuguese, did uh -huh. you not see your own family in that movie? Yes. My my Weaver family is very similar in a lot of ways to that. So yes, yeah. for those for those that are listening knows that her dad is, is a deacon, Mike Weaver, that's um, in charge of our deacon formation program. And one of the things I do on my spare time is I help the deacon formation program with their technology. And I just smile and nod at all of these <laughs> these stories that, that her dad will share. Yes. <laughs> so you grew up probably with a very similar dad to my yeah, dad. Yeah, there's the, you know, my grandfather was similar to that. He was also a deacon here, Jerome Weaver. And um, yeah, uh, though he's not Portuguese, he comes from the non-Portuguese side. So like you said. Well, so you, can, you can become Portuguese <laughs> yes. just by being in the area. Yes, he absorbed you know, it. You absorb it. Yes. And, and Portuguese people do tend to take over. But, you know, it's interesting because when Mark Alexander approached me, in 1994 to come work for the Catholic Conference. 
I was so excited because it was a new office. It was brand mm-hmm. spanking new. And I didn't even know what that was. So I sat down with him. He said, well, it's kind of like the public policy voice for the Roman Catholic Church in the state of Hawaii. And I thought, okay, what does that mean? And so, you know, he explained it in such a way. So I called my grandparents. And my grandparents on Maui were full-blooded Portuguese. This mm-hmm. is my dad's parents. And I explained to my grandpa what I was going to be doing. He goes, no, you don't mix <laughs> politics and religion. I go, Grandpa, not only do you mix politics and religion, you get paid by the diocese to do so. So, mm-hmm. you know, it must be a good thing. But but you're right. I think that our culture does play a role in how we look at politics. And I think that I have to give a shout out to my dad. I know mm-hmm. that, you know, that you started the article, you know, talking about my dad because he is very engaged. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I want to encourage people to stay engaged. Okay. Um, regardless of who you are, <laughs> Whether you're a Republican or whether you're a Democrat, you do need to be plugged in mm-hmm. to the political process. Mm-hmm. You need to build a relationship with your legislator in a positive way, and that was the point. But mm-hmm. I, but I think that looking at that, you know, article, somebody could make the the argument that maybe my dad is like not an easy person to to work with or talk to, and that's not true. He's opinionated for sure. Um, but I think that the good part of that is that he is active and he does believe we have a voice. Mm-hmm. Just using your voice the right way. Yes, using it the right way that you'll be able to keep the conversation going, I guess, after you're, you're entering into it. Absolutely, so. because you can mm-hmm. tell by whether somebody's watching CNN or whether they're watching Fox News, they're getting talking points. And this is one of my banes, mm-hmm. is when I'm talking to somebody about an issue, I don't want to hear talking points. Mm-hmm. I want to hear them tell me, why they really believe this is a good thing or a bad thing. And mm-hmm. I and I don't want them to quote what they heard some talking head say because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you learn that in school, right? You've got to be able to stand up for what you're arguing. And mm-hmm. I think that that is a big message that we need to keep today is, you know, stop taking your position from what you hear on yeah. the TV because it may not be accurate, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We, we had a relatively low voting turnout here in the state this year, right? Wasn't there a, a report on that? Um, do you think, especially with younger people, it's a bit of a lost cause to get them to want to vote? Do you have to be, you know, like older and paying taxes longer to care or is apathy just kind of staying for multiple generations? Well, I think you are asking (laughs) the question of the ages. And, um, if you're reading any news reports, local news reports, People are making a lot of speculations of why voter turnout was so low. But right now, I am working, I'm actually working with a local polling company. I'm going to do a big study, a real study. This is not okay. going to be, you know, biased or anything. It's a local company that's mm-hmm. very, um, they're trustworthy. People know who they are. They have a reputation here, a good reputation. And I am going to raise money. So anybody listening that feels like, you know, I want to know why people don't vote in the state of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, you know, contact me at, um, you can either contact me at eandrade at rcchawaii.org or eva at hawaiifamilyforum.org, just either one, mm-hmm. and say that you want to help partner with us. Because I think, Anna, I want to get to the bottom of that. Because okay. Hawaii has always been on mm-hmm. one of the lowest um, turnouts and um, mm-hmm. I, I want to find out why, because I think okay. if we can find out why, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, we can we can address that. But you do hear a lot of speculation. Is it because Hawaii's too Democrat and people mm-hmm. don't want to vote because they don't think it's going to make a difference? Are people apathetic to mm-hmm. the issues? Is this part of our culture? Maybe mm-hmm. right because you're yeah. kind of raised here to no make waves. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. is that part of it? I don't know, but I don't want to speculate anymore. I want to okay. I want to find out what the problem is so that I can help fix it. Okay. And when do you think that project will get results? 
Do you have a timeline? Well, as soon as we get the funding, because it's okay. going to be relatively expensive. Um, I just got the polling um, or the the proposal, um, mm -hmm. and it is it is quite expensive. And I'm not going to throw that number out. But if somebody's interested and they want to know, reach out to me, and I'm happy to to share that. Um, it, it to do it well, and so that somebody cannot toss it aside because oh, this is a religious study or whatever. Okay. No, I yeah. wanted it to be something that that is going to benefit everybody. So okay, hopefully, if we can get it done, we can get it done by ne by early next year year and that way we can start getting mm -hmm. more people active before the 2024 election which is going to be a huge one because okay. it's a presidential that's election. true yes um changing the topic a little bit since you've been working in public policy for so long it has to have come up has anybody ever encouraged you to run for office yourself I haven't asked you this article. Oh my God! Yes, actually, yes. Representative Gene Ward, and yes, mm -hmm. yes, Gene, yes. I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> Every time he sees me, he says, "You know, why don't you run for office?" And here's the thing: I think you have to have a calling to run for office, and I don't have that calling. My calling is education, okay. and um, I, well, empowerment too. You know, um, I think that if if I could have my druthers when I am laid down to eternal rest <laughs> and the Lord is calling me home, I want people to be able to say she made a difference. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's that's my goal. So running for public office, I could never do it. You know why? Yeah. I think I'm too much on the middle. Okay. You know, I think that I would drive people crazy, right? Okay. Because you have to kind of, you know, go one way. And I just believe that every issue starts with a story. It starts with a person. And uh -huh. um, I know that when I'm sitting across the table from somebody who disagrees with me, they disagree mm -hmm. with me because they have a story. Yeah. They know someone experienced something or whatever. And at the end of the conversation, we may still not agree, mm -hmm. but I want to be able to understand them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. Um, as far as understanding, since you work both for Catholics and Protestants more evangelical would you say or just it's both in general? it's, it's, all, okay. it's yeah. all of the above okay um do you feel like you have to serve as sort of an ambassador or a bridge between you know catholic christians and um non-denominational or um Yes. Non-Catholic Christians? I do, and I have to laugh because, first of all, I, I hate having to explain that Catholics are Christians. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. um, okay, Catholics are Christians. And even Catholics will say, well, I'm a Catholic Christian. I'm like, okay, mm. that you don't have to do that. You yeah. Know? yeah. So anyway, that's like saying you're a girl mom. You know, oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess yeah. you know. Anyway, yeah. um, that that could be a whole other show, though. Okay, that maybe we should do another one. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But anyway, I think that it is important. It, it's a very interesting question because I do have to be in, first of all I'm always an ambassador for the Catholic Church because okay. I was born and raised Catholic but I've also walked the road with the evangelical Protestant community so you know if somebody asks me if I'm saved I can say yes and mm -hmm. I believe that I am and um, and when I'm talking to my Protestant brothers and sisters they understand that Catholics will mm -hmm. be like what do you mean am I saved I go to church right yeah so I, I know that there is some way and I also believe and understand and I, I'm learning a lot of this from the deconformation program, is that, you know, you can sit there and listen to someone on theology all day. And mm -hmm. if you're going to argue about theology, you're going to walk away mm -hmm. not agreeing. So mm -hmm. I tell people, don't argue about theology. Start with what you agree. And I think we all agree that Jesus is mm -hmm. the reason that we're Christian. We want to live a Christ-like approach to life. We want to mm -hmm. do things that Christ asks us to do. Um, I think that we all do love the scriptures. And I mm -hmm. think we should focus on that rather than saying, well, but you pray to statutes, yeah, you know, yeah. and that sort of, because we, we mm -hmm. could argue all day about that. So yes, mm -hmm. I'm a daily ambassador for Jesus. Okay. 
I think you should get a name tag or a placard that says <laughs> that or something. That's daily ambassador for Jesus. I like that. Yes. Um, something we should all aspire to. Um, those are the specific questions that I had in mind, but I love it since you talk so well. If there's anything else you'd like to add here for our listeners that maybe they didn't read in your profile or that you think is important for um, them to know, particularly about being a Catholic and living out your faith as it is in you know the public realm and in voting. Well, first, let me just say that I have to give you a shout out because you definitely, in the article, man, you made something out of nothing at all. That's I not mean, true. The, There's the, a lot there. No, yeah. no <laughs> and I, I mean, my goodness. But I do want to encourage everybody who's listening right now to realize that you have a gift. When the Lord created each of us, right? Psalm 139 says that I created you in your mother's room. I knit you together, which means we're all very different. We're all very unique. And I think a lot of times when we're seeing somebody else doing something so fantastic that we think, I want to be just like them. Mm-hmm. And that may not be what the Lord is calling you to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're true to to the giftings that the Lord created you to do, you're going to be successful. The Lord created you to be a writer. It's what you do. Yeah. The, the reporter part of it, um, you know, mm-hmm. that's pa- your boss. Patrick Downs is one of the best editors that I have ever worked with. And, and what is your nickname for him? I call him Word Man. Yes. <laughs> um, and he will always be Word Man to me because uh, his gifting to take just a regular sentence and mm-hmm. make it mean what it's supposed to mean. And in this day and age where they can take anything out of context, mm-hmm. it's, it's a blessing. But I mean, everybody has a gift and I think we just need to be true to that gift. And once we do that, we can serve Jesus in a positive way. That's very true. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you, Eva. Um, and your podcast is available um, on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all the usual yes. suspects. And, and, uh, and, the, and if you really can't find mm-hmm. it anywhere, you can find it on Hawaii Family Forum website. Okay. And it's called the Triple F Podcast, yes. which is? Faith and Family First. Who came up with that name? Was it you or your co-host? Actually, I have to give that credit to one of our board members, oh, okay. attorney um, Sandy Young. She said, you know, I, I think that faith and family is first and everything should flow from that. So okay. that's kind of what she We had faith, and, faith, family, and freedom, uh-huh. but that is overused. And, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, cool. Um, I am going to have to watch you and Jim Huckberg uh, dialogue more, too, because I liked the most recent, one of the more recent episodes where you guys asked each other questions in honor of your birthdays. Oh, yes, I think, our birthday right? shows. So, yes. Yes. Yes, yes. I learned a little more about you, too. So, Well, thank you again for listening to us, and we will be back in two weeks for another Hawaii Catholic Herald Highlights.